Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you like visiting museums? Have you ever been in a museum of children's art? What if your museum were showing a collection of paintings of children and one of the pieces was mysteriously missing? That's what happens to Sammy and Ginny in this new shoebox kids mystery. Along the way, Sammy learns that helping others is part of what it means to be a Christian. Chapter 2 Chasing Shadows I tell you, there was a man standing right over there, Sammy said to Jenny as the crowd began to file out. He was creepy. He stared at me. What did he look like? Sort of tall, Sammy raised his hand above his head to show Jenny. He was wearing some sort of old raincoat. He looked like he had been sleeping in it. He had messed up gray hair. Jenny shrugged. It could have been anybody, she said. Why don't we watch the exits and see who leaves the room? Sammy agreed. They stood on the concrete bench where they could see above the heads of the crowd. Anything? Sammy asked as the crowd began to thin. Jenny shook her head. The mystery man was gone. If you don't know who it was, maybe he was here because of the paintings rather than because of you. You asked those dumb questions and he was probably drawn to you because of that. Dumb questions? At least they got us some valuable information about the mystery. Sammy changed his tone. What do you think? Is there a mystery for us to solve? Can we find that lost painting? Jenny shrugged again. We won't know until we ask some questions. She looked over at the exit and saw her mother waving. I've got to go. See you at the shoebox this weekend. Sammy looked around and finally saw his grandfather looking closely at the painting of the girl swinging in the tire swing. He walked over to him quietly, afraid to bother his grandfather while he was concentrating so hard. Finally, Grandfather looked up at Sammy, and his face broke into a smile. It always amazes me, Grandfather said, that so much beauty can come from swabs of paint. Look closely, Sammy. Sammy stepped close to the painting. It's just different colored blobs of paint, he said. Yes, Grandfather said, blobs of paint. So simple. Now step back and look at it. Sammy stepped back, and the picture came into focus. The girls came alive as he saw them swinging in their tire swing. He could almost hear the boys laughing, hanging from the tree above them. Wow, Sammy said quietly. Come, Grandfather said. I must get to the church. The afternoon is late, and I have agreed to mow the church lawn this week. The two of them left the exhibit hall and headed outside. Grandfather, Sammy asked as they walked down the sidewalk to their car, do they pay you to mow the church lawn? Grandfather shook his head. Then why do you do it? Sammy asked. We have work to do at our house. Why can't someone else do it? Sammy, can you name someone from our church who doesn't have anything else to do? Sammy thought hard. What about Mrs. Thomason? Grandfather looked at him. The old woman who comes to church in a wheelchair? Do you think she would be a good person to mow the lawn? Sammy shrugged. I guess not, but I'm sure there are some people who aren't doing anything in church who could do this. Grandfather nodded. Sammy, you missed the point. I take turns mowing the church lawn because I wish to do this as a gift to God. The church is God's house. I want it to look as nice as possible. You know, we put money in the offering plate at church. I think of my work as a different kind of offering. Sammy thought as they walked to where their car was parked on the street. By the time they had fastened their seat belts and Grandfather had started the engine, Sammy had another question. What about those people who volunteer time for things that aren't at church? Sammy asked. Like Mrs. Wallace, she's taking her free time and helping the museum raise money for a children's wing. Why does she do that? Grandfather raised an eyebrow. Why do you think, Sammy? Sammy frowned and thought for a long minute before answering. 
either because she likes art or because she likes kids. Maybe she likes both, Grandfather said. Sammy didn't respond, but he was thinking. The usual gang gathered at the shoebox that weekend. Jenny waited at the door for Sammy and handed him an envelope with his name on it. It's an invitation to my house tonight, Jenny said. Mom's getting all the kids together to start raising money for the museum. Yeah, we can start figuring out how to find that missing painting when we get together, Sammy said. What missing painting? Chris and Willie asked together. Do we have another mystery? asked Dee Dee and Maria. The party is to focus fundraising for the museum. Not solve any mystery, scolded Jenny. Class, it's time to get started, Mrs. Shoes said. I'll tell you later, Sammy whispered to Chris and Willie as he took his seat. Our lesson this week is found in Matthew 25, verses 31 to 40, said Mrs. Shoe. This is the story of the sheep and the goats. Sheep and goats, Chris said. I'll be a sheep. Bah! I'll be a goat, Willie answered back with a deeper. Bah! I'm not sure you want to be a goat in this lesson, Willie, Mrs. Shoe said. They don't get to go to heaven. No goats in heaven, Willie responded. Mrs. Shoe shook her head. That's not what I mean, Willie. I just... <sighs> she let out a long sigh. Would someone please volunteer to read the passage? Maria raised her hand, and Mrs. Shoe nodded gratefully. Maria began to read. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit in state on his throne, with all the nations gathered before him. He will separate men into two groups, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Bah! Chris bleated. Maria frowned at him. Chris shrugged. Don't you like sound effects, he asked. Maria began again. And he will place the sheep on his right hand, and the goats... Willie responded. Boys, please let her finish, Mrs. Shue said with a smile. On his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, You have my father's blessing. Come, enter, and possess the kingdom that has been ready for you since the world was made. For when I was hungry, you gave me food. When thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you took me into your home. When naked, you clothed me. When I was ill, you came to my help. When in prison, you visited me. Then the righteous will reply, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and fed you, or thirsty or gave you drink, a stranger and took you home, or naked and clothed you? When did we see you ill or in prison and come to visit you? And the king will answer, I tell you this, anything you did for one of my brothers here, however humble, you did for me. The shoebox was quiet for a long minute after Maria stopped reading. Then Chris spoke up. So Christians are supposed to do good things for people because one of them might be Jesus in disguise? He looked at Mrs. Shue, who turned to the others. What do the rest of you think? Maria raised her hand. I think we should do good things for people because we want to be like Jesus, and that's what Jesus would do. Mrs. Shue nodded. It all comes down to love. Do you love other people enough to help them when they need help? If you do, then you are doing what Jesus asks us to. Willie raised his hand. But Mrs. Shue, we can't bring strangers into our houses or go and visit prisons. We're just kids. What can we do? God has work for all of us to do, she said. There are things you can do that no one else in the church can do. And helping someone, especially when it's your own idea, is usually far from boring. Think about it. Sammy sat quietly and thought, Is that why Grandfather works at the church like he does? If it is, what does Jesus want me to do? The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 5, The Broken Dozen Mystery, 
written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.